And also, you know, things to look at, we've never had to look at before is like, how are people watching this? You know, before it was just everyone got a plane ticket and showed up at a hotel ballroom somewhere. And that question was already answered before we started our production. Now it's, are you uh, watching it on your phone or is everyone sitting in a big conference room and watching this together? Um, they watching it at home on their laptops. So these things all kind of were things we never had to think about before, but now we do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Big Event, Advanced Staging Productions podcast on all things AV. I'm your host, Kyle Hilsey, and I'm coming to you from our headquarters in Westchester, Pennsylvania. My guest today has been with Advanced Staging Productions for over 10 years and has traveled throughout the country, honing his video skills from television production, freelancing, and is now the lead video engineer for Advanced Staging Productions. Please welcome Nate Covey. Nate, Welcome to the big event, and thank you for joining us. I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Carl. I'm excited uh, to have this talk with you today, too. Awesome, awesome. So, Nate, before we jump into our topic today, how about you give our listeners a little background to yourself and the many miles you traveled throughout the country? I believe you actually started your AV career right here at Advance. Is that correct? Uh, that's right. I started right out of college uh, over 20 years ago now at this point, but I worked at Advance. It was advanced audiovisual back then as a rental driver, driving a van around the city of Philadelphia and dropping off, setting up AV gear. I did that for four years. I was uh, at the time I left, I was doing shows more and more, but mm-hmm. I decided to go try some, uh, my luck out in California and Los Angeles to be working the TV industry out there. So I moved out there, worked out there for four years. I got to serve as a a grip and I uh, worked myself up to a camera operator, mostly in the nice. reality television world. Um, so I was doing that for a while. Then in that time I had moved out there with my girlfriend at the time, but then we decided to get married. So decided we'd like to set up our home here back in Pennsylvania where we both, where we had yeah. met and had family. So we moved back to the East coast mm-hmm. on uh, I was freelancing as an AV guy with my skills and also doing a little bit of TV work on the side for uh, several years, then the birth of my second son, I decided to take a full-time job back with Advanced, and nice. that's where I've been ever since. <laughs> awesome. So really got to plant some roots, and uh, I know that was why I was really excited to get you uh, to join us today. It was really just the amount of experience that you've had and just really what how you've seen not only Advanced Staging Productions grow throughout the years, but the overall event industry to the video industry. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it all and really got to experience some great things. Yeah, I definitely felt like I've had a front row seat, especially with Advance going from um, doing the AV rentals, driving the van around, to now seeing the big shows we do with the uh, multiple tractor trailers loading in. So it's been quite a quite a ride. But when I was uh, back in my first stint with Advance, mm-hmm. there was oftentimes I'd be driving, like the big show was a little 18-foot truck driving down I-95 to <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Now to think we get to pack all that stuff on two semis or three semis, and it goes down there. It's a... Quite the change. Yeah, yeah. So it's really grown not only from the experience, but even the size of the shows. What we, what you probably first thought was, wow, this is uh, this is gonna be a big one. To now, <laughs> you're working on shows where we're back in a few different uh, 53 foot trailers. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I know that's really why I'm excited to get your opinions on our topic today on all things video and really get uh, your opinions and insights. So. One piece we hear from our clients when working on a show is they're always looking for that wow factor to really impress the audience. And typically, I found that video is usually that main component to deliver the showstopper. 
Um, so my question is, what would you say have been some of the most successful video elements you've had in previous shows? There's obviously a lot that can go into video, whether it's, you know, large projection systems mm-hmm. or content delivery, like playback of multiple video files across multiple projection screens and LED walls. Even back on my career, like one thing I, one project that I'm really proud of what we've accomplished was uh, working with the University of Pennsylvania and uh-huh. their uh, graduation ceremonies. Yeah. Uh, we were took over that job back in 2017. It was our first year that we did that. And I felt like we really had a lot of input of um, bringing some new elements into that production um, and spice it up a little bit. You know, through the year, we we have uh, our two of our larger LED walls on the field for that. And then we do a five-camera live shoot in okay. the stadium. We added a, a jib and a wireless steady cam to give a little more um, dynamic action to a what can be a, you know, kind of graduation ceremonies aren't the most exciting, but yeah. you get some movement with the crowd, with the having the steady cam down from the students' perspective as they're walking in, as well as the, uh, the jib camera that flies over the audience too, get some really great shots. Nice. The other things we've done though, is we've uh, brought in some remote parts of the campus during the mm-hmm. um, walk-in part of the ceremony. So the use of the campus's fiber network, we were able to add a couple remote cameras uh, looking down various parts of the campus. Yeah. We can cut to at a moment's notice and see the students processing along the walk-in. Those will have a uh, station in the center of campus where they walk past the president of the university that morning. And then we have two cameras there that we were able to cut and work into what's going on in the stadium at the same time. So it's kind of a been a neat project to be a part of. And I feel like we've uh, really stamped our name on that as so that we worked with the university to achieve yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like you've added more of a dynamic element, and it kind of gives the audience a little bit more of a, a feeling of being surrounded. They're not just fixated on, hey, here's the camera shot on the stage, but really uh, making it feel more inclusive to the overall um, campus. So, um, Nate, another question is, have there been any new updates to the video world that you're excited about or recommending to your clients? I know you uh, touched on LED walls, but is there any other updates or anything that you've really been really trying to promote for your clients? Um, the funny thing about video is that a lot of the updates that happen are kind of under the hood updates. Mm-hmm. So while it's not like a big wow factor for the audience, it make, definitely makes our lives easier. A lot of the things yeah. in the recent years, you know, the 4K resolution, uh, it's been the next generation, you know, through my career, I've seen it go from way back when, when it was VGA, when you had your big, big monitors with an 800 yeah. by 600 resolution. And now we're, you know, ultra high def is everywhere. And that's a 3840 by 2160. So that resolution just keeps growing and growing every couple of years. So, uh, the big step previously was going from, you know, our high res mm-hmm. to a high def. And now we're taking the high def to ultra high def step. Um, like I said, some of the things that are under the hood are yeah. now able to drive those bigger uh, display resolutions with a single cable or a single input or output. We're used to have a gang, multiple inputs or outputs together on our gear. Yeah. Um, but in turn, that stuff does lead itself to being able to provide larger video walls on shows because mm-hmm. now we can bring in the elements where we might have had to source like six laptops to build one big image. Now we can maybe do it with two or a, or a media server. Yeah. A lot easier than we were able to in the past. 
Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of these updates have made your guys' lives a lot easier, but in return, the clients have really gotten to maybe expand more of what they wanted to do from different video elements. Correct, yeah. It makes them a little easier to not having to wrangle so many files together to work in concert to produce one big file. Yeah. Uh, they can maybe do it with two machines instead of six, like I said. <laughs> awesome. And I know you mentioned, too, um, just running that one cable, so I'm sure all our listeners are always looking for those opportunities to run one less cable in an event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I know, um, just as we're continuing forward, Really one thing that I've talked about in a lot of our other episodes and continue to talk about are virtual events. Um, and really virtual events are a really hot topic as we're heading in um, and continuing with the new year. Um, and I really don't think they're are showing any signs of stopping. Um, from your perspective, can video still deliver that wow factor to a virtual audience compared to a live event? I think it can. You know, I've seen it. When it first came out, I was skeptical how we were going to be able to move what we had been doing mm-hmm. in person with the you know, big giant TV screens and video walls, projection screens, uh, and how to get that same feeling online. And, you know, it's not the same, obviously, but I think, you know, adopting standard TV uh, practices that maybe we've gotten a little bit away from in the live events, bringing yeah. that back into our virtual events, we've done a, team's done a really good job you know, bringing in multiple presenters, creating a community on the screen so mm-hmm. we can get that back out to the viewers. Awesome. Awesome. So what would you say has worked best for you when working on a virtual event? Uh, communications key pretty much for everything I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we want to help the clients the best we can. So we ask a lot of questions in the setup process when we're you know determining the best route to go, how they want to deliver that message. Uh, may seem tedious at times that we're asking a lot of questions, but really we're trying to make sure we're we are prepared for your production. We have the right number of sources and inputs, and mm-hmm. are able to put all the things on the screen that the clients are asking for. And also, you know, things to look at we've never had to look at before is like how are people watching this? You know, yeah. before it was just everyone got a plane ticket and showed up at a hotel ballroom somewhere. Yeah, and that was that question was already answered before we started our production. Now it's are you uh, watching it on your phone or is everyone sitting in a big conference room and watching this together? Um, are they watching it at home on their laptops individually or as a group somewhere? So, yeah. you know, these things all kind of were things we never had to think about before, but now we do. Yeah, yeah. It really sounds like preparation is key. And um, I know as we've worked on virtual events together, I know a big part of it is getting that run of show, really getting that idea of what the looks are going to be from a virtual event. But um, even outside of the show, like you mentioned, I th- it's important with those audience members. Um, it's something I think that we haven't really thought about from a live event. We just we knew where they were. We knew where they were going to be seated. But um, yeah. that's a good point you make. I'm sure that really changes what we do from a virtual event or what can we, what can we provide to really um, allow video to shine uh, in a virtual world. Yeah, that, you bring up a good point too. The in the live world, we could just throw a presenter up on stage and we had already designed the background. So everybody had the same background they were standing on. You know, sometimes similar shows as a piece of blue drape, other uh, shows with a little more budget, maybe had a projection screen or LED wall behind them. Um, now we have to create those looks in a, on a computer screen. So we have to, you know, how many presenters are on screen? Is it two? Is it five? Yeah, and also what kind of video content goes behind them? Are they all boxed together, or just a big single shot we just cut between, or do you have to be make a uh, 
like some kind of motion, uh, motion background behind them with yeah. the little boxes around. So then that's up to you know, the client ultimately what they want it to look like. Sometimes those are other things they have not thought about before. Yeah. And I'm sure from like a virtual perspective, it's even opened up more opportunities to have uh, there's different changing backgrounds, there's different looks than what would just be in your standard live event. So I'm sure one has probably made a lot more dynamic moves in terms of a virtual event, but I'm sure it's probably put a little bit more on your guys' workload or your plate from a video perspective as well. Yeah, having the uh, sources available to play back that content has yeah. been the, the challenge of something that we didn't have to counter before. You know, we basically would show up to any live event with two playback devices for the main screens, the main and a backup. But now we might have to have six because we have yeah. all these destinations that need different backgrounds and they all have to play a different piece of content at the same time. So it definitely is a challenge in a uh, change than what we were used to. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's where you're uh, appreciative of all those um, updates like we're talking about. You said it's more of those under the hood updates. And I'm sure these are all the things that are being kept in mind to really <laughs> accommodate all of the, the virtual aspects that we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, and as we're continuing, uh, for how long you've been in the AV and event industry, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of mistakes. Um, I mean, I know I've made my own mistakes and really that's how we learn and get better. But one thing I really appreciate is all the advice um, I received from you, uh, from working with all these different people. Um, what would you say are some common mistakes or pitfalls when using video elements as a showstopper? The biggest thing I'd see is sometimes it's just a failure to uh, plan or just you know, some things you not necessarily failure to plan, but things maybe not wouldn't uh, might not have thought of before. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the things that we run across, like I was mentioning before, is the sources for playback elements. You know, um, you want to have a TV over here and a big screen over there, and yeah. this look on online, but they number uh, and they want to have a different look for all those things so you need to have a playback device for all those things um sometimes that's overlooked or not thought about and then you know the budget creeps up as we get close to the show and yeah and the other thing you know some other things uh noticed shooting in between in front of a big led wall mm-hmm. but sometimes you know the with the live events or the uh, virtual events, having a presenter on an LED wall in a studio, we're a lot closer with that camera than we were on the big stage in yeah. the hotel ballroom. So you now you've seen a lot more of the uh, artifacting behind the presenters, the uh, mosaic pattern that gets behind them. Yeah. So, so so some of those things where you try to look out for as we get more and more into this virtual event workflow. Yeah, it really sounds like, um, like you were saying, being more cognizant of everything, really. I'm sure it's being able to take that step back and have that 20,000-foot view versus getting too much tunnel vision and maybe not seeing the big picture or potential uh, hazards or issues that could arise. Right. Awesome. And just kind of staying on that topic of um, common mistakes, um, what would you say has been like the best advice you received over your years? My best advice is to be prepared. I'm a planner, so I, you know, when I send jobs out for our guys who are executing on the show side, I make sure that if they're not our own guys, I send them with a plan of how I've designed things. Mm-hmm. So I try to be prepared with, you know, get the plan out to everybody, how they are wiring the whole system together. And then also in that system, I've designed some redundancy things like, well, if this doesn't happen or this happens this way, they can use this piece of gear to do that. Yeah. So it's, uh, 
always having backups and plans and backups for the plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it really sounds like preparation is key. Absolutely. Awesome. And I know you were talking about um, putting those proposals together, putting those plans together for the team. And um, and I know when we're working on a proposal together, before we even get started talking about the gear, one of the first questions you usually have for me is, uh, what is the client's budget? Uh, and I'm sure all of our listeners have heard and asked that same question countless times. Um, but really, from your opinion, are there any video elements you'd recommend not going too cheap on or really making sure that you have a, a, the right budget for that gear? One thing I always uh, think of is recording. You know, some if a recording is an important piece of your marketing material and you're planning on using it um, other places outside of that one meeting, make sure you're spending good money on that at the time of acquisition. You only get that one shot to mm-hmm. put that to tape or to, I guess, digital drive now. Um, so you want to make sure that you're making that image look as good as it possibly can if you plan yeah. to keep on using it down the road. So make sure you have like the good cameras on there, mm-hmm. good operators, good engineers. Yeah, and I'm sure as we've kind of talked about like getting in this virtual world, it's that's become even more important now. It's not just that uh, one and done with like a live event, but I'm sure now a lot of our clients are utilizing these records to promote in other like maybe marketing materials or having them saved to be viewed from an audience at a later time. Right. Awesome. Um, Nate, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today on all things video. But before we wrap up, are there any final thoughts that you have for our listeners? Excited. See what 2022 brings us. Hopefully more ballroom jobs and less virtual. But (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there back to the ballroom someday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know we're all really excited to see what brings us into the new year and really Excited to really get back out to live events. So no, uh, I definitely agree. And I really appreciate some of the insights you give me today. Um, I know I'm definitely going to take them out on my jobs and uh, use this as I'm working with yourself and other video technicians. Great. Well, thanks for talking, Kyle. Thank you, Nate. I really appreciate you uh, joining me today. And I really hope that you're able to join me again for another episode and uh, get to talk more things video. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you all for listening today. And if you have any questions on what we discussed or want to share some of your showstoppers, feel free to email us at info at advancedstaging.com. And please make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Advanced Staging to keep up with our weekly updates and insights. We'll talk to you next time on the big event. And remember, with Advanced Staging Productions, every event is the big event. <laughs>